And we are live. Welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on a Pod. We are your hosts, Tufi and... Omi, welcome back, T. How are we? Hey, we are doing great. Great. I'm excited for tonight's Why episode. Why are you excited? Well, because tonight, we Tonight, bro, it's five o'clock. They, you don't yeah. know what time <laughs> you're listening yeah. to this. We released this at 8pm, man. You gotta uh, yeah, go with the flow. We did, so talk to me. We're excited, because we have a special guest today. Who do we have? Who we have? We got the lovely Hallie. That's, oh, what a great that's actually, <laughs> Hallie. that's actually just her Instagram handle. There you go. You know what? We'll let Hallie introduce herself. Hallie. Yeah, yeah. She's a strong independent woman. She's going to do this. She's taking over this podcast episode. That's literally her intention when she walked in here. Right? She started ordering everyone around. Oh, no. She me to put my phone on silent. The, as you should. I'm doing it, it for was the on people, vibrate. That's right. I'm doing it for the people. Hallie knows our fans and she fans knows what they love. want. Nah. Yeah. Hallie, introduce yourself. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Hallie, like the boys mentioned. I am a women's empowerment and confidence coach. I also have my own podcast called Necessary Realness, a little shameless plug. You can find me on all platforms. We're not going to tag about it. <laughs> 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 well, don't worry. I just got my little tag in the show notes. Um, yeah, I'm also a speaker and create content essentially around self-development and what it means to grow as a person in the world that we live in today. So what exactly... How did you end up as an empowering coach, like empowerment coach? Oh, okay. Well, for me, for the last 10 or so years, I have been working on myself and my own journey of growth. And I've always kind of been that person. You know how there's that one person in the group that's like the psychologist, the Oprah, the motivation. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to say sociopath or <laughs> psychopath. Or yeah, yeah okay. not that one. Yeah, not you that can one. take that. You can keep uh, that I'll one. Keep but that uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's always been me. And I feel like I've just naturally been that person that people come to for advice and going through my own journey, recognizing, I guess, gaps in the way that we're taught about wellness and health and mental health. I realized that it's very it's not catered to everyone and it's not catered to people that come from different backgrounds and going through my own journey, I realized that I could help other people as well. So the last few years I've really dedicated myself to using my experiences that have been quite intense for someone my age to be able to help other women with what I've learned for myself in a really relatable and real way. So not just this Airy fairy, like oh yeah, Instagram, yeah, yeah. like yeah, everything's gonna be great, guys. (laughs) Love and light, like no, that is you will never hear that. Love and light does not. Does not. I listened to her last episode and the profanity (laughs) that was coming up. I'm like, how is this a wellness coach? (laughs) In my mind, the wellness coach is like, come on, guys, full moons out. You know, get your moonstones out. Let's recharge our moonstones together. Sometimes you just need someone to tell you what it is. That's it. No BS, just straight to it. Yeah, bro. She's like 2021. No one's giving no one shit. I was like, what am I listening? <laughs> yeah, I think I went on a bit of a rant. I'm like, 2021, everyone needs therapy. Yeah, everyone needs therapy. Yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about Hallie is uh, she's been a longtime subscriber of our podcast as well. So she's listened to you know a, a, a numerous amount of our episodes. Um, and that's why we were very excited to know that she's going to be coming on our show. She's going to be talking about it. And she's going to give us a female perspective on a lot of the controversial topics <laughs> that we've mentioned um, in our previous episodes. But more importantly to highlight um, an episode that we wanted to do way before lockdown happened and way before the restrictions, and it was uh, to promote women's mental health. Um, you know, as you know, there, there was a, a huge, I guess, problem that was going on across the globe, uh, you know, dealing with, with rape violence and women feeling, women, yeah. you know, unsafe and, you know, all the violence against women things. And we wanted an insight on, you know, just the, the female mind, uh, knowing that 65% of our listeners are females, it's it's nice to hear your voice as well. And change maybe two males' perspectives on what we think of these topics. I thought our perspectives were okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We don't we'll find yeah. out. We're going to find we'll out now. Find out. So, Hallie, um, let's start off with, you know, basically what's the, the the main thing that you feel like women always go through when it comes down to relationships and heartbreak? Like, what is the main problem that arises every single time? Because for males, for example, it's commitment issues. Mm-hmm. Like, we get scared of commitment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? What, what is, what's the thing for females that stops them from entering the relationship? Do you mean entering the relationship? Entering the relationship. Before the heartbreak, let's, let's mention entering <laughs> and then, and then Start the Start at the beginning. Yeah, I think it's not even necessarily an issue of entering the relationship. It's more so settling for something that they know deep down that they actually don't want. Mm. So when, 
for example, a very general example is he said he didn't want a relationship, but I knew that I know I'm different. Mm. I know I can change him. (laughs) But you know, but deep down, you know, you couldn't. Yeah. But you still stayed, whether that's three months, six months, two years, and then comes the heartbreak. And whose problem is that? He said, I don't want it. You waited around. Forced into it. Not even not necessarily forced mm. into it, but you convinced yourself that you have the opportunity to make something of this. Mm. And I think that's one of the things. And it's not even a conscious thing because when a woman is interested in someone and they care about somebody, it's it's second nature. We're especially very nurturing beings and it's hope. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have you have a level of hope, but I think that is a detriment to us as women that we um, – put ourselves aside and our own intuition, our own feelings and say, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep going and try. I think that's what, um, I think that's what starts someone's heartbreak. And it's also the same reason that the next relationship is an issue. See, we see that so many, like so many times with our friends, you know, Mm -hmm. you see a girl and she's like a female friend of yours and she's going for a guy that you just know, like is, is so wrong. Like the whole scenario is wrong. And the thing is, I think from a male's perspective, they don't want to hear what you have to say. It's like, are you telling them, like, well, don't do it? Yeah. And then they'll look at you like, what, why? Like, you know, he's saying this, but he's going to, when we get into a relationship, you know, he's going to calm down on whatever yeah. he's doing. Mm-hmm. How do you approach a female friend like that? And like, for, for us, it's a struggle. Yeah. Half the time I talk to my female friend, it's like talking to a brick wall. It's like when a female has a mindset on something, getting her to deviate from that, especially when it's like a mindset yeah. on a guy, it's impossible. You know what I do? I stopped trying. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll just prepare yeah, the ice cream for later and we'll deal with it together. <laughs> it is. It's hard because I think one of the one of the issues that I find as well, and this is, you know, love to all my girls, but one of the problems that I find is that women talk to other women about men. Mm. Rather than men. Rather, rather than, than men. Because mm. why would they want to go to the source? You, yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. you know what the best part is? It's the women that are hearing them out and be like, I know exactly how he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you don't. No, right, you, no don't. you don't. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know nothing. Um, and as for approaching someone, it's, I always say at the end of the day, it's the level of openness that person has. So if your friend is actually willing to listen, yeah. I think it also comes down to whether they've asked you for advice or asked you for your opinion versus you just observing and saying, hang on a second, I don't think this is right. It depends on your relationship, how close you are to the person, how you know, how much communication you have with them and you can actually say, hey, I don't think this is a good idea and having them receive that. Yeah. Look, I have another, I have another, it might be a bit off topic with this one. Okay. But like I've always, because you know, as a male, you've got like a certain game plan. Adam can agree. Like, if you find the female and you're like, I'm interested in him, there's a wait, certain wait, game wait, plan wait, that you go to. Why don't you stop, look at Adam, be like, Adam can agree. Oh, I can't agree with you're you. You're no longer a part of the game. Oh, no. You're on the sideline. You're line, out of the right? game. <laughs> yeah. You've hung me up your jersey, mate. And Adam and my younger brother's here as well. So, like, us three, we're, we're still, you know, it's a fourth quarter. We find someone that we're fourth interested quarter. in. You know, like, and you think to Brother, yourself, you're there's over time. <laughs> and the clock's been ticking for a while. Oh, okay. Hallie's older than I am, so watch what you say, yeah. <laughs> I feel better not being the oldest one here right now, but <laughs> let's move on. Um, I, Adam, the same age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so like I was saying, you know, there's those steps that you automate. It's like a, it's like a playbook. Mm-hmm. You've got your own playbook of what you do. For some people, it's like awkwardly stalking the girl online and then, you know, happen to message out of, out of nowhere. Other guys is playing the playing hard to get game. Mm-hmm. From your perspective, what is the most attractive way that a man can approach a female? Ooh, that's interesting. Not that I'll ever need it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it depends because like we've spoken about before in a previous mm. episode uh, and even engaging with some of the fans, we've had I've had DM exchange with some of the girls on your page that have come over to me um, and we've Amazing. discussed certain things <laughs> and, and I know that everyone is very different and it definitely is not a general thing. For me, it's it's open honest communication damn you that's you lost there right you, you lost, lost yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah. and it's and in saying that there's also a flip side to that i think mm. a lot of us in this culture and in this day and age dating's hard meeting oh, people yeah. is hard it's yeah. impossible Sweet. that's why we don't do it okay let's relax it's hard and i think one of the things is that as we get older we are more serious of course so yeah. but we put too much emphasis on that 
on that. So then when we meet someone, instead of being open and vulnerable, we're oversharing and yeah. dumping. Mm. So you go from zero to 100. Yeah. Do you think the there older you get, you become more picky? 100%. And it makes it even more impossible. 100%. Yeah. Okay, so now that we're on the topic of pickiness, yeah. <laughs> what are you looking for? So this is, so I, I'll give you an example from one of our listeners, mm-hmm. right? He goes to me, I messaged a girl, mm-hmm. okay? But I genuinely have no, I guess, bad feelings towards her. I really just want to get to know her. I think she's a cool person, she's attractive, and I want to get to know her. All right. I don't want to try and sleep with her. I don't want to do anything. I just want to get to know her. Yeah. But every time I message her, right, no matter what I try, the conversation gets shut down. Okay. Okay. Now, from a female's perspective, what kind of, because you're looking for honesty, sure, mm-hmm. but you can't just visualize that in the first go. Of course not. All right. No. It takes steps. Mm-hmm. It takes procedures. What's the starting point? And then from a female's perspective, what do you see? Or what do you assess? Do you see the Instagram? Do you assess what's oh, yeah. going on through your what's mind? What's the first I, I thing that you see? Guys. Guys. Are we looking at profession? Are we looking at the LinkedIn profile? Watch me go change my profile tonight <laughs> after this. <laughs> <laughs> I see, this is the thing. I know that at the end of the day, attraction is number one. Mm-hmm. Anyone that says otherwise is lying. They're lying, yeah. All right, let's relax. I mean, no, it's no, very no, aggressive, a thousand sir. Time, that's yeah. why. Now it's, you know what I have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll, we'll change it to two things. I'll, I'll come take over. No, um, yeah, obviously attraction is very much there. And that, that is very different for everyone. For me, height isn't necessarily an issue, but for someone else it might be. And that's okay as well. I feel like don't force yourself out of the things that you're attracted to. If you're attracted to a certain thing, let that be it. Don't be, don't be like, oh... I can't, I can't want this. I can't want so that. So we're looking at attraction. So, yes. So obviously photos matter. Okay. Yeah. So your profile has to be decked out. Your social media profile. To an extent. This is a person you haven't yeah. met before. Yeah. Right? We're, we're, we're going into like the, the, the scenario that a mm-hmm. person you haven't met before. It's right? very different for men and women. It's very different, yes. right? Okay. So female, obviously, we have to see the red flags mm-hmm. on the profile. Right? What are they? That's what we're trying to find <laughs> out. Okay. Let's ask the question. So yeah. I think dependent on age. First thing, now, nah, here's what I heard. Okay, go. All right, first thing, you guys look at mutuals. Is that true? That's part of it, yeah. Part that, of it, that's mutuals. Part of it, yeah. All right, all right, we're off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mutuals, are we looking out for like girls, guys, just mutuals? Yeah, you just want to know who this person is, okay. Mm-hmm. Second thing you look at, okay, what, like clubbing photos? Party photos? Is that something you try to avoid? Depends on the context. Okay. Because if you see someone that's got a birthday photo here and there at a club, mm. that's, that's not, not really too much bad. of an issue. Yeah. That's not too bad. But weekly photos at a club, yeah. red flag. That's a problem. Fair enough. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Not so nice. <laughs> not you know, nice. Yeah, you know okay. everyone's Miss different. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Second thing, obviously you guys look if there's girls on his profile. Another Our thing, who's that? Other girls. Yeah, who's this? Oof. Are we looking at, is this a cousin, sister, suddenly you're in her profile, then her family's profile? Bro, you all got we, too much time on your hands. Hey, man, that's... that's Shut up, Omi. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that kind of how the procedure goes? Because I've seen this, man. He was just sitting there watching someone scroll through this guy's auntie's daughter's page, and I'm like, "This poor guy." I just want to now find out what his name is. Message him, like, run, (laughs) (laughs) run. Um, So yeah, that's that. We want to know is like, what's a red flag? Like a big red flag. Red flags. That's and and I know it's probably a frustrating response, but red flags can be different for everyone. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things is is definitely what kind of lifestyle are you putting out to the world? Mm. What kind of what kind of photos do you have out there? Are you someone that is at an event every weekend? Are you always gallivanting around with your shirt off? You know, what are you doing? Like these things are important to depending on the person. On the flip side, a girl might be like, that's exactly what I want. That's what you want. That's yeah. what I want. And I love that. And that's, that's all well and good. Really? For guys. For though, some. Hey, we, we, hey, 
We've seen some profiles, mm. all right? We look yeah, at that. Bro, and we're like, hey, <laughs> hey, we don't yeah. mind that. Yeah, but see, we did it last night. You know what? Yeah, but you know what? I see when I see it, like that profile we're talking about last night. And by we, I mean only <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> I, bro, we're on call, bro, we're we're on call of duty, and I, I mentioned this person's name. I've never heard Tufi and Yasin's voice echo so quick through the microphone. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Send her tag, but for research, <laughs> for <laughs> educational research. purposes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, but see, when I look at like a profile such as the one that you mentioned, like just a bit of a backstory, this profile is full of going out photos. Yeah. When yeah. I look at that, I'm like, man, it's so tiring. Like in my <laughs> mind, I saw that, I'm like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> that's a lot of work. I'm sure that's what you thought. <laughs> yeah. Aside from that, <laughs> that's a lot of work. But see, that's when like the cost benefit like analysis comes into play. Like, is it worth me spending copious amounts of hours going out, doing all this extra stuff, just to, you know, hang out with this person? Mm. I'm like it's you're hard. just an old man. I am an old oh, man, right? but I'm a hermit. You like, have to understand, right? The whole purpose, okay, and this is what we talked about in our previous episodes, is people form a a consensus or an image of you just based off your social media yeah, profile. Okay? And what hurts the most is you get a, a lot of genuine guys and girls out there, maybe with only three, four photos on their Instagram profiles or Facebook photos or whatever. And these guys are the best people you'll ever meet. But they just haven't marketed themselves in today's society. That's what I was going to ask um, you, Helen, because obviously you were saying you take a look at the guy's photos, see who they're going out with, if they're going out often, yeah, all that jargon. Would you also get a bit suspicious if you saw that there weren't many photos of the guy? Or No. Nah, no. see, that's the difference. That's the difference. That's difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if we saw that, like, no, no, no. Yeah, I prefer when they don't have socials. Social media? Mm-hmm. How do you find <laughs> them? <laughs> Tuff is yeah. yeah get your next cup. Your mind boggled on that one. <laughs> yeah. Spanner it, in the works. Be, I think especially for for someone like myself, having quite a public profile mm-hmm. and quite a you know a dense profile of content mm-hmm. out there, I have had I've been on the end where people might look at my profile and be like, oh, I know this girl. You know nothing. Mm-hmm. You know nothing. you know nothing. I've even had acquaintances or friends say to me, I actually really don't know much about you. Mm. outside of what you present and that's very intentional that's good. because at the end of the day who i present online is an element of who i am but, it's, but not you, who you it's not who i am and you can't make that assumption so especially as you're getting older you're meeting people you want to speak to someone sometimes it's better that they don't have socials it's better that they're not stuck in that you know in that cycle of constant you know barraging of people on their timelines and and they're stalking and then it becomes a thing versus getting to know someone mm. sometimes it's even better to exchange socials once you've spoken to a person <laughs> look at might this. just have to fix some stuff <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying basically what you see on um, a lot of people's profiles is completely fake like as in it's just what they want it's manipulation because it's what they want you to see yeah so i shouldn't believe anything i see on anyone's profile Absolutely but you not. and you can't judge someone based like what you said earlier where you said this is a lot of hard work or this is, this is a lot of this time. is a lot of not time, hard, hard this, is, time. this is something whatever yeah. it is that's essentially that's a judgment you've made before even speaking to the person or even having some kind of interaction in my defense we've been speaking to that person for a few years i've known for it but like when i look at an account i'm just saying it just okay. looks like it's a lot of work we okay. ain't no, no, like, <laughs> no. i don't know mul- what's happening here guys you know yeah, personalities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this brings me or brings us, okay, since I'm making all the points here, right, <laughs> contribute. Ouch, man. Right. The lights have just gone down <coughs> yeah, because of ouch. the shade thrown <laughs> across this table. That's why he can never maintain a tan. He's just in my shadow all the time. <laughs> it's winter. Oh, wow. Wow. It's, <laughs> it's winter. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, back wow. on track, what I meant to say was. Um, so we mentioned in a previous episode, okay, that uh, we, we talked about love languages. Mm-hmm. Okay, we talked about our specific perspective of love languages. All right. Um, as each female is different with her love language, do you see a common trait? Like one specific thing that if you sacrifice all the other love languages, they can just survive on that one? No. No, it needs to be multiple ones. Of it's, course. And it also depends on the person and what theirs is. You have to understand yeah. guys are lazy. Yeah, but yeah. no guy we think, knew what right. you said with a love language. Yeah. But no guy that listening to this right now, they're, they're probably googling it. Like yeah. the hell is a Google love language? Google it, or you know, listen to our previous episode. 
Yeah, I think the title was called Love Language. Love Language. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Trust me, that's a gold. Mm. It's a gold it's mine. It's a gold one. Um, horoscopes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Are you in or are you out? I'm out. I'm out. What if one of I'm your uh, clients would be like, I'm heavily into horoscopes. Do you tell them, like, get off that train? No, I just don't. It's not a part of the conversation. At all? No. Not that I have any disrespect. Animosity I don't have any yeah, issues yeah. towards it. You know, obviously, it's all well and good to have your own beliefs and things that you subscribe to but once you start creating your compatibilities around yeah. your star sign and these personality traits yeah, and all that yeah. stuff and it's like mm. i could read every single one of them like oh, that's me yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah that's me oh my gosh that's so me it, it's it's yeah it's yeah. it's hard to face Such it a around Virgo like thing that. to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you a Virgo? yeah no no man i just no, no, no. stab in the dark no i'm not a virgo Ah, oh, what are you? I am a Gemini. Oh, yes. Oh, you guys are uh-huh. one of the same. Yes. You guys yeah. are two peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, are you guys meant to like Libra. each other or is that Geminis don't get along with each other? Uh, no, I think we're pretty, I think we're good. Geminis are all right with each other. Yeah. I miss as a Gemini. We get along sometimes. Yeah. We, we butt heads a lot. Yeah. Stubborn. Mm. Are you Gemini both stubborn? Trait. Yeah. It's who can out stubborn who. Funnily enough, my best friend is a Libra and we have the same dynamic. Libras and Geminis get alone. But hey, no one believes in horoscopes. Yeah, don't quote me on that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Um, what's the, how do you say, yeah, how can you determine something off of that? I know people that are heavy into that. I I met someone who asked me my horoscope before they asked my name. Oh, yeah, that's. That's what you know, happened to me. Maybe you ran, maybe you ran to Tuffy one night out on the road. <laughs> I'm telling or something. you, it literally had, it blew my mind. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I felt violated. Kind of liked it, <laughs> but I didn't know. I didn't know what did was he, going but on. But did they call you a celebrity? No, not yet. <laughs> he I was not celebrity, celebrity back then. Oh no! Yes, yes. Um, speaking of which, um, Hallie, one of her fans, also <laughs> listens to our podcast. So celebrity. Yeah, celebrity. We were talking. Yeah. We talked about. It. Anyways, uh, um, conversation <laughs> happening behind my back right now. Yeah, right? Yeah. Side topic within many yeah. side topics. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's get back on track. But I wanted to say is, is so one of your clients, let's let's say, um, you know, you one of our listeners decides to be a client of mm-hmm. yours. OK, what ultimately do they start off with? Like, what's the routine? What's the program? And what do they end up achieving by the mm. end of it? That's a great question. So a lot of the times people come for me, come to me for one thing. And then they realize that's not the thing they're coming for. OK, yeah, All right. it's usually almost always the case. So. Mm. You know, someone might come to me and be like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling X, Y, Z about my relationship, let's say. And then once we're in it, it's almost always about them. And not in a negative way. It's not about, it's not even like, oh, I'm having issues with my partner. It's I'm having issues with myself. With myself mm. And it's manifesting in my relationships. And I don't know how to manage it because it's so far gone. So the way I work is I work with a woman's self-awareness that's my number one thing. Because just because you know doesn't mean you're aware. Mm. That's a podcast episode coming on my end. So <laughs> if you'd like to listen in, yeah. So if just because you know something, you know how people are like, yeah, I know. That's how I am. I know. But you're not, you're not actually aware. You're not aware of the ramifications. You're not aware of how it is to be around you when yeah. you're like that. Mm-hmm. Just because you know, you know you're a bit negative. You know you're a bit X, Y, Z. But you don't, you're not aware of how that actually plays out in your life. So we work a lot on self-awareness, a lot of that where the root of certain things come from. Almost always your childhood, almost always a relationship with family. So we work on things like that. Where do the root where does the root of these issues come from? And then we work into confidence. Confidence to make a decision. Confidence to choose yourself, choose something that works for you, but not in a way of like I I'm not I don't subscribe to this idea of if it's not for you, if he wanted to, he would dump him, leave him, don't worry about What's that going to achieve? You'll end up alone in the name of self-love. You'll just end up alone by yourself right. forever. Like, because you're going to be so focused on if it doesn't serve me, I'm not going to even try. Yeah, yeah. And that's a really a dangerous narrative to fall into. So mm. we look into how to be actually empowered and confident within your own decisions, knowing that it's making you a better person and strengthening your relationship with yourself to then strengthen the relationships with others, romantic or otherwise. And then once we move on from from all of that, and it's very collaborative. I don't. I'm, I'm not as clinical as some people might be. That's why I love the space of coaching because it's very collaborative. You tell me what you want to work on, and we we figure it out as we go together. Because I want to make sure you get the best out of it. I don't have just one cookie cutter thing that we do. And then once you're 
off once you're no longer with me. My goal is for you to not need me. That's my goal. I don't want you to be dependent on me to be like, oh, Hallie, I need your help. Oh, Hallie, this happened. Oh, Hallie, I had to fight my boyfriend. And I'm not 911. You know, it's, it's yeah. not how it works. You know, like it's, very, it's important to remember that. So then once you're finished with me, you can move on and make decisions knowing that even if somebody might speak ill against you or might not agree with you, you've got that confidence in knowing, but I'm good with this, no matter the circumstances. Because one of the biggest things I see is that someone didn't make a choice that they wanted to and then that one choice was a domino effect to ruining their life in very intense ways. Well, 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 can I just say, if, <laughs> if, if this was a male-run program, I think a lot of men would benefit from yeah. that. Yeah. And you just imagine just going in there and be like, yo, fix this bad boy. <laughs> I got a lot of problems. Tune him up and bring him back. Yeah. I need this for a service. All day. <laughs> you know what? I wanted to ask... Um, because you're around the whole wellness side of things, mm-hmm. uh, we do have a few parents yeah. that watch these um, podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a few of the parents that watch this. And i got young kids. And like, I can say for an issue that we have at our, um, at our workplace now, obviously we're dealing with adolescent children. Mm-hmm. Um, we struggle to have, especially as a male, to have that connection or that bond with young women mm-hmm. coming through. And we've realized for a lot of our young um, girls that are coming through as well, like resilience is 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 shattered. Yeah. They, they have no confidence in themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them have very unstable relationships with their parents or with other family members. And you can see this in the way that they talk about, the, about their parents and their mm-hmm. family members when you bring it up as well. And like I can say the only thing that we, we lack, and you know maybe you might be able to give a bit of an insight into this, is like how would you even begin to approach a young girl who is so like, you know, she wouldn't listen to you. She'll listen to what her friends have to say mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. before you. And like the parents are the same problem where they're like, I can't control her or I can't get through to her. Mm-hmm. She'll believe her friend's words over she believes mine. Yeah. Like as a young, as a parent, how would they, how's the best way to approach a young girl? I think there's so many layers to this because we've all been there. We've all, we've all been there where we thought our parents were the enemy and you know we had <laughs> we had our we had our friends like oh if only my parents were that and once you get older only really age changes that i feel like mm, yeah. a lot of the time you you begin to recognize i'm pretty sure you guys said it in one of your episodes you begin to recognize mortality and that life is going to move on and one day your parents aren't going to be here and it just changes you as you get older and as you experience things differently in life when it comes to connecting with young women Unfortunately, and this comes down to what you were saying earlier, T, about violence with women, issues with um, women's protection, we are very much raised to protect ourselves from men in almost every capacity, including family. And it's a really scary... How so? Because let's just say from a general, very general perspective, and this is very cross-cultured. Yep. As a let's say as a young girl, a little girl, you're at home, and an older male is going to come over. Put your jumper on, mm-hmm. put some yeah. pants on, mm-hmm. cover up. Don't wear that. As a child, what message are you sending to them? It's your responsibility for this grown ass man's mm. gaze. Mm. And this is across all cultures, across all religions, ethnicities. It's not a. It's not specific to one. So that's really important to remember that. So then when you're approaching someone as a in their teens, yeah. they already have a bit of a wall up. So I think for most schools and for parents is to have someone that they can connect with. For example, I've got nieces and nephews. I've got a lot of younger cousins. I'm that person for both the boys and the girls because I'm young. Uh, they think I'm the cool one. Well, yep. I am the cool one, but you know they think I know all of that. So, <laughs> so you know, um, you've got you have to have someone that they can connect with. For you guys, it might be easier with the boys to connect with than it is the girls. In it in yeah, different yeah, ways, yeah. yeah. No, it is. This this brings me to actually a very good uh, podcast episode we talked about, which was um, you know what guys go through during puberty mm-hmm. and how for us when we grew up. Our friends, you know, going through puberty and things, it was always like mocked and that's how we got through it. Mm -hmm. We wanted to know what was the female's perspective through that. In what way? In like, what was the biggest struggle growing up? You know, where where other girls mean to each other, dealing through puberty, you know, what's it like? 
Because wasn't it your, sorry to butt in, wasn't it your missus that said that females are a lot more closed off about yeah, this topic? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Compared to what men are, at least like with men, there's a bit of a leeway to maybe address it a, a, to a certain degree. But for amongst girls, they're like, you just can't. It's like nothing really spoken upon. Yeah, now that I think back on it, it isn't really spoken about as much as it is now or that you would hope for it to be. I think maybe for the boys, you go have a bit of, you know, that locker room talk, a bit of that, you know, you're, you're like laughing. Your yeah, no, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, Bro, your, your beard voice, is looking yeah, fantastic yeah. today, you 14-year-old <laughs> Ahmed. <laughs> yeah, it's things like that where it's a bit different. Whereas with girls, it's, it is so, it's so crazy. And even as a, you know, as an adult now, when you look back, it's, it's so laced with a lot of shame, a lot of, it's like almost um, has like this veil of uncleanliness and it's you don't speak about it even within your own families it's really hard to mm. speak about you you start developing in certain ways and no one addresses what any of it is and especially in ethnic cultures you go from being don't look at men don't have a boyfriend don't talk about anything don't think about anything to do with your body and then get married and there's no education, no conversation, no there's transition nothing, there's period, no transition yeah. period, there's no openness around it. And you know what, it's, especially for our generation, you can't even blame your parents because we didn't, what do they, what can they have yeah, done? There, you know, it's hard. There's no instructions yeah, to be given. But even in the school system, and you guys know better than I do now, I don't know how it is now, it's obviously progressed quite a lot, but even in the school system, we didn't have, we had boys and girls separate. Were you a public school or private school? Public. Public. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, go on. No, so we had um, boys and girls separate. You chat about the very basic. Ah, oh, so you your know, sex ed classes. Yeah, your sex ed yeah, classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You separate, you talk about that. But again, it's all very, like mm. it's. It's very basic. Yeah, it's very basic yeah. and it's yeah. not discussed and it's not and you feel you feel weird so we've all it, gone through that where you're like i'm the only one that feels like this until someone else goes i feel like that too dude i'm realizing <laughs> things now you know how there's those instagram posts where it used to be like um it shows you clips or videos of how people used to think when they were younger and like bro for the past 10 15 years i used to think i was the only one yes, that used to behave yeah, this way yeah. but now i'm saying that i'm not doing because yeah it's ridiculous yeah. man which um yeah which is actually a very interesting thing did, did you ever did you ever feel growing up that you're like wow guys have it easier than us one hundred percent. Because we grew up thinking, well, girls, girls have it harder than us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for the acknowledgement. It's very necessary. We always know. Yeah. We Wait, never admit yeah. it. Do you have any brothers? No, I don't. I have two older sisters. Okay, because I was going to yeah. say, I feel like I see it a lot with um, girl mates of ours who have older brothers, mm-hmm. where it's just um, like we have this Italian friend um, who, you, who could never go out clubbing. She could never go out clubbing. And one of the reasons why is because her brothers always end up going out clubbing. And she's like, hey, if I run into them, they're going to like beat me up over there. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah but they're there. Yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but they are there. Well, like, that's a cultural thing. Man. Yeah, that's definitely. Different. I was talking about like puberty-wise. Mm. Uh, puberty-wise. Because we're going we're gonna to slowly... Pro- I'm trying to target every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> trying to knock off. has a list of yeah. everything. He's like, all right, I want to point from this. Trying to knock yeah, off all the points. <laughs> Because I don't want anybody coming back and be like, we haven't addressed soon. Save we can it. do a We're part two, guys. Send, yeah. it in. <laughs> Send it in. If you guys like this episode and you want to see more. Click yeah, we can do a part two. It'll be um, fun. Yeah. It'll definitely be fun. Um, so we've got that out of the way. So we, we talked about, so you guys were very closed off. You didn't really talk to each other. Even as friends, you didn't even be like, hey, man, like what's going on? Because it, it wasn't only until I think we probably got to about year 10, year 11. They were like, hey, man. How do you shave certain things? Yeah. Oh my god. You know what I mean? bro. Like we we started talking about it. We're like, yeah. Because now I'm struggling, man. I'm in class mm. and we're sharing funny stories. Yeah. And then that became a norm. But for females, I'm guessing you guys didn't have that privilege. We probably the same around the same time. Around the same yeah, time. Yeah. Around the we same like, time, oh we god. all kind of started to get a bit more open. You know, you're learning about waxing and shaving and eyebrows and this and that. And depending on whether you've got older siblings or friends, and you're, depending on your friendship group, and then also I think that's when girl code and boy code starts to develop a bit as well would you agree where yeah, you're like yeah. oh you know i'm i've got my cycle oh i need it or it's like you know something happens at school and you're all like you're there for each other so it's it's that connectedness but it's still not necessarily spoken about which is mm. probably to be honest the only way boys are like 
helping each other at school is links to Africa, bro. The that was a, yeah, oh my I gosh, in those locker rooms, <laughs> yeah. in those locker halls, uh, yeah. my goodness. Hallie, what can we do? What more <laughs> do you want from us? First we day of placement, bro. that's all I smell. <laughs> yeah. First day of placement. And you know what it is, year seven area? No, nothing. You know, yeah. year 10s, year 11s, starts to peak a bit more. Mm-hmm. All right, year eights is prime. Mm. Your 11s, your 10s, you start smelling the perfume and mm. you're like, oh, one million's yeah. around one the corner. One million, yeah, that's it. Invictus is around the corner. Yeah. And then year eight, it just links everywhere. Right, it's, it's all they can afford, man. Else. Let yeah. the kids be. Let them but at least the mixed do it. in with the some sweat of them is don't just... Do it, man. Ooh, yeah. yeah, but some of them don't do it at all. Like some of them, they got their shirt like yellow. <laughs> the underarm of their shirt oh, is no. yellow. That um, that br- brings me to... Uh, Wait, like what's that bring you to? <laughs> <laughs> another segue. Another yeah. next episode. Yeah, I was, was going to say bullying. Um, oh. Right? Because oh. bullying for guys, like, you'd mock them. Mm-hmm. But, it's not, like, that's as far as it'll go. Like, the guy will feel embarrassed, whatever, fix that. But with girls. Bro, it's vicious. It's vicious. Mm. You saw them on plays, bro. Girls I've are vicious. Mean girls and I would oh never want to live that. Yeah. I would never want to live through me. Bro, girls. they go straight for the jugular. Mm. Yeah. Like, there is no joking around on that one. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest struggle you found growing up? when dealing with, you know, just female drama? Body image. Uh, 100%. 100% body Yeah, image. like that is probably the number one thing that we can all agree on. At what age? For me, personally, forever. Even like 12, 11, yeah. wow, yeah. forever. Forever, yeah. The earliest I have memories of any kind of body stuff, and it's actually a, it's a study now and people have researched that, it was probably eight Eight years yeah. old, that's and crazy. that's um, there was a book written that the average age of an eating disorder is eight years old currently for women, wow. for girls. Wow. Yeah, wow. and for me, being a I was a chubby girl, bigger teen, bigger adult, and it just it just became it was the focus of bullying, not only externally but from myself as well internally so self-destructive behavior Tony. yeah like just really mean to myself really horrific and uh, placing my worth and who i am as a person in what i look like your physical yeah appearance. my physical appearance 100 percent. i remember a story um on what you were saying uh when one of our friends from uni she reached puberty a bit earlier than everyone else and uh, she was saying that she used to go home crying every day because of like the her, the bust on her chest mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, when I was in year seven, year eight, it's like my, I was just, she was like fairly developed. And in, my, in the back of my mind, I could never really understand like how would that be an area of like where people actually bully for. Mm. But yeah, hearing it now, it's like, you know, yeah. it just might be the case. People, it's, kids are just mean, bro. And people have to understand we're not like this generation. Like there's no ugly stage now. People mm. are just born and then they're beautiful. Like yeah, what the hell we had the monobrows, the sideburns, we uh, had the hair. Like we've had it, it all, is. you know? Yeah, like yeah, we, yeah. we, we had didn't. The good stuff. Do you know what the, <laughs> the good stuff what the difference is? I yeah. figured it out. It's YouTube. Uh, the, how to, YouTube. the how to. Yeah, yeah, if you see true, yeah. something messed up, yeah. YouTube, how to get rid of yeah, this. That's Bam. true. I remember. got like 86 mm. videos on there. <laughs> we had a kid in me and Adam's year that when you speak of YouTube, because obviously YouTube wasn't a big thing back then when we first reached people, he used to have a monobrow. Mm-hmm. So he took a shaver, like a razor, sorry, and he just went like straight down oh, in the middle. So he used to have, <laughs> he used to have like this gap. And, then, and he just says, Gillette. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few Gillette Cross. Oh, oh no, when I saw that, that yeah. was the best. But like, poor guy, he didn't know what a but tweezer yeah, was. He didn't know, know anything. It's like even like me growing up, I'm like maybe three years younger than you, but that age gap is huge because that's when YouTube was like at its prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So even learning that you have to put the pencil right on your nose mm. and align the eyebrows. For, yeah. for what, sorry? It's, it's, yeah. It's, pencil you know what I mean? the yeah, yeah. I love how me and Adam first looked at like, what is say, so what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, get your apparatus. Anyways, what you do is pretend this is a pencil. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask what right. that is. That's, that's the, uh, the one from Harry finger. Potter, okay? He okay. has other uses for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs> Anyways, what you do is you put, your, um, you put it alongside your nose and you figure out if the eyebrow goes out too far. Anyways, oh. I'm telling Amy's you. like, this note this down so I can check if my eyebrows <laughs> are in line. Amy would love be checking that, brother. It's how to check if your eyebrows are aligned, right? So like off on the ends, the ends. Yeah. Now, to me, I was like, wow, this blew my mind. I was like, I can't believe people actually do. I thought it was some stupid video. Yeah. Right? As I'm now growing up, okay, kids from like my previous placements and high school kids. I'm like, yeah, as if you don't know that. So we all knew that. Mm. You're like, bro, you're 13. How do you, <laughs> you're 13. How do you know how to balance your eyebrows? 
But that's the that's the generation of YouTube, and and that's what it comes down to. Um, so it's bad out, man. Like if you think, the, as we're talking about one of our episodes, the hypersexualized society, mm. dude. Kids are dating so much younger now. Mm. Kids mm. are like, when I hear sometimes um, from girls that we work with at, um, on my weekend job, like they've lost, you know, their virginities at twelve, thirteen, and I'm like, wow, it's fair enough. Like, and in the end, it was your decision, your choice. Mm-hmm. But like, it's you think about how young it's all become, and we watch these. <clears throat> There was recently that Netflix movie that all the Muslims were up in arms about. Because it, bun- it was a competition where a bunch of girls are twerking. Mm. And they're like eight years old. Yeah. And it's like, this is what you're sort of promoting. And mm. I can understand why for a female as well, because this is the expectation. We were having this argument at our last workplace, because I'm at, at my last school, because the boys over there were very disrespectful towards women. Okay. And I think it was a trend that we've seen a lot as well now. Mm. The male culture has become very disrespectful towards, uh, yeah. towards women in general. It stems a lot from obviously what they see online. Every music video is the man might be fully clothed, but the woman barely wears anything. And even in the female um, videos, the woman's barely wearing anything at the same time. So it's like, where are their role models to have that sense of you know empowerment? Um, you know, if you ask a girl who her role model is, none of them will quote anyone of of much substance. Mm-hmm. It will most likely be uh, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Well, they've got bro. They've named a procedure after the Kim Kardashian ass. Mm. Like that's actually a procedure name. Yeah, that mm. tells you everything you need to know. And you know, <laughs> very interesting. But they girl and like they're getting there. We're talking about lip fillers and all that um, jargon from one of the schools that we used to be at. A girl in year twelve got lip fillers done. Mm. She got her nose done in year twelve. And it's yeah. like, what is well, like where where is this coming from? And it's just it comes down to like who is to be responsible for this. Do we put it onto the girls? Do we put it onto the boys? Do we put it onto the parents? Who who do we like basically be like this was your responsibility? You, you know what? That's an excellent question. But what's even more better than that is do girls cave in and fit with society's norms, or do you give them the advice of just being an individual and fight through the ridicule? It can be both. Oh yeah. political and, answer. Yeah, <laughs> and if we're gonna talk about um who's to blame, oh you can't really blame anyone it's patriarchy it's society it's 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 the constructs that we have built and we contribute to both as men and women it's not a it's not a a matter of men put this pressure women put this pressure it's it's neither it's both at the end of the day and it is it's scary to think about how you know young these girls yeah. are making these decisions because it's not even necessarily don't get it done i'm i'm all for doing what you want to do That's it's what you I was don't no you haven't even grown into your face yeah. you haven't really developed enough to know what you're going to look like essentially cuz we mentioned in our episode of the lip fillers and and um implants and all that and we said you know as guys we don't actually necessarily look for it mm-hmm. the response we got is well we don't do it for the guys yes we do it for yes. us because it's empowering. Yes. Okay, cool. It's empowering, but originally it was done to impress guys. Because if you look at it, it's like most cosmetic procedures traditionally were to actually fix deformities. Mm-hmm. You know, people who might have had burns, you know, that's where how it started. Mm-hmm. But now it's not to fix deformity. Yeah. The main, and you'll hear this from like if you were to go speak to any other surgeons, like the main thing now is to enhance. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them view it as like an enhancing mechanism rather than a a fixing of an issue that was once there. So it's like, where do you where do you start to change this course? Because the way it's going now, like it's it's headed to a a ridiculous place now. Yeah. But you have to, you, what you guys have to understand, and it's something that men will truly never really get from the female's perspective, is that what you're saying is true. Yeah. You know, you're saying it was to fix issues, to fix deformities, fix things. We are sold that what we are is a deformity. Mm. We are sold the insecurity and then solve the pro- the resolution. Yeah. So we are victims to the system yeah. at the end of the day. It's Whoever developed the first, you know, breast implant or whatnot or or developed and thought, I can capitalize off this. I was originally arises. doing it for yeah. XYZ, but now I can do it because if I put it out there, Hollywood, whatever it might be. Now I can make money off of that. So yeah. we're all victim to it, both men and women. Yeah, you can see the gra- growing case of men for like body dysmorphia. Absolutely. There was a news report about it, re- um, I think it's like a year ago now, mm-hmm. where it was the cases of like steroid use, 
Yeah. In just a like regular everyday men has substantially mm-hmm. increased. Increased. Yeah. And like steroid use, as in like they don't do one or two cycles, these guys are cycling for years. Yeah. And every single time it's for them it's become a sort of an obsession. Mm-hmm. You know, now you've got the surgeries where people implant abs. Yeah. For God's sake. And I remember one of the um one of my female friends, she works as a cosmetic nurse. Mm-hmm. And she used to get a lot of the work done as well. She's young. She's yeah. 30. Mm-hmm. So I was having a discussion, like, what's the point of cosmetics on your face right now? Like, why are you having these? She's like, don't you know? She's like, now it's sold as you're meant to get it done young as a preventative, preventative yeah. for wrinkles, for wrinkles. Mm-hmm. rather than going to get it done once you mm-hmm. get wrinkles. That's why people who are like 19, 20... Are talking about who'd you say? Do you hear that? He's I feel just, like that was someone he's just really specific. pointing. He's calling she someone out. Oh, no, no. She no, knows oh who she is. But it's the Should way we leave is. the room too? Yeah. Or did you, did you need a moment? You need a moment. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's so, like, it is, I guess it's as from, obviously, as a male, we'll never really understand. Mm-hmm. For us, like, Carlos, the face that you have is the, is the yeah. face that you yeah. have, bro. If you're ugly, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the main thing that we can probably get now is, you know, a lot of men get like beard implants. Mm-hmm. Like that's the main thing you can go for right now. Um, How do you know so much? Haven't about you this? seen these? So much, but I said they get beyond. <laughs> <No, laughs> trying to bait him into. <laughs> okay. um, I'm, I'm gonna just quickly ask you something, Hallie. As an empowering coach, mm-hmm. what's the best advice you can give, right? Someone out there, right? Just a very basic piece of advice in helping their self awareness. Ooh, got you with that one. Yeah. Maybe yeah. More, yeah. Make for like the younger younger girls coming through, the early 20s. Because that's our main audience anyway. Well, mm. yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that is deep down that you don't want to acknowledge, acknowledge that. Damn. Be real with yourself. Because 99% of the time, it's that thing that they hide, they're ashamed of, they don't want to think about it, they don't want it to be out there. And that's what consumes you and it stifles you from any kind of personal growth wow did you think about your deepest thing oh, i thought about it <laughs> i didn't think about it now <laughs> went through a rabbit hole yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need some moments for those one and, and how long is it usually oh, obviously it's it, it mm. varies but we're talking about an average your coaching program yeah how long does that last or for me i work on a three-month basis mm-hmm. and then we do three-month blocks, essentially. I have had people um, continue on. I've had someone for two years. I've for dep- Everyone's different. Um, because, like I said in the beginning, I want it to be that you are autonomous over your own growth and recognising. I give you the tools. We work together. It, it gives you a space to speak out those things that you're ashamed of, that you're scared of. It gives you the opportunity to say it to someone and say it out loud for the first time, probably, and to not be judged. I've yeah. heard some crazy things and it's not something that I would ever turn around and be like, oh, because it's all, it's all no. relative. Everyone yeah. has their own And I, th- I think that's why a lot, of, a lot of girls are probably more prone to going with you and, and mm. talking to you rather than, say, for example, a, psycholo- a psychologist. Mm-hmm. For them, that's scary because yeah. that means that they, they have a problem and mm-hmm. they need to address it. Whereas yeah. this is more like, okay, well, I just want to better myself. It's not yeah. like I have a problem per yeah. se. I just want to be better. Yeah, because you're not broken. You're not broken. No one's broken. Oh, you're a repairable write-off. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. I'm a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? No, yeah. <laughs> nah, but see, yeah. I, I was going to ask, um, what's because, you know, so many of us have friends who are going through stuff and, you know, as much as you try to help, Mm-hmm. None of us know what we're talking about half yeah. the time, and I feel like half the conversations you have with these people are like are, I'm not gonna say it's useless, but you don't achieve anything. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they might sit there and they might vent their anger out to you, but it doesn't achieve anything in the end of the day. What would you say? Like, how can those people? Because one thing I can say I fear is actually suggesting to my friend to go see someone, mm-hmm. because in the eyes of everyone, the second you suggest go see a professional or go yeah. see someone. Like there's they're a lot like, of whoa, around like it, what yeah. the hell? You think like, there's something wrong yeah, with me? Yeah. How dare you? What is that? Yeah. I think um, for that, it's probably better off to, if it's something in terms of like they're actually going through something and you've tried and you're like, look, we're not getting anywhere. I don't have the capacity to help you. Sometimes, even, and this isn't a plug for me, but it's like even just like, oh, you should follow my friend. That's a. a most of my clients have come from Instagram, come mm. from word of mouth, come from, oh, you should follow my friend, you should listen to this. And then it becomes a, oh, okay. And 
you know, you you stalk from the sidelines. We do it with girls as well. You do it with people you want to work with. You want to look and see, do I like this person? And then they can decide for themselves if they want to. But in saying that as well, you also have to recognise that sometimes people just want to want to be in their mess. They want to be in their chaos. Some people mm. enjoy enjoy and the drama and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know where it comes from? Turkish TV shows. Right? Yeah. Have you watched Turkish You've TV shows? You've mentioned that before. I you cannot. Think about can back me up I on cannot. This I actually refuse. Thank I you. cannot watch these things. <laughs> Thank they you are, very much. Yeah. Hold no, on, this, this just got interesting because yeah, I want to know because she, she, you've mentioned Holly that you know your your previous clients. Mm-hmm. You said some of them come for relationship advice. Yes, right? yeah. Was that majority of them? It some way or another, it is. Yeah, in a relationship. And what is the common trait that you see? going on like is it what's wrong with my relationship or why do i keep falling for bad guys what is it that they come yeah. to you for originally it's all of the above it's all the it's it's um why do i keep attracting the same kind of guy at least mm. this is for the single girls yeah, amazing yeah. um i'm in a relationship and i'm unfulfilled yeah. unhappy miserable yeah. but mm-hmm. i don't know what to do blah 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 it's been years i've invested this much time i don't know how I'm to into deep, yeah, yeah all of that and then there is, um, I'm in a relationship, things have happened, can we move forward from it? Are there things that I need to do? Or it can be, I've had someone, you know, reach out and be like, I'm engaged and there are these things. Uh, there are these what issues. do I do? Like, yeah. They're like, they're what do I do? Yeah. And how can you suggest to someone who's engaged <laughs> that maybe you shouldn't be engaged? Like, have you ever suggested, I'd be like, this isn't the right partner for you, it's time to move on? No. You can't do that, can no. you? No. Yeah. And because... A lot of people think what I do is give advice, and I don't. She doesn't give advice. I ask questions. Them I ask them questions, yeah. and you, because you know, yeah. you know why you're coming to me at the end of the day, and mm. you know the issues that you have. And this particular person that came to me about like engagement, whatever it was, is funnily enough, they are repairable things. But when you are alone, you think they're they're, they're you think they're Mountains. deal breakers. You can't get over them. But once you speak it out loud and realize and have a bit of a bit of a um, structure, you can be like, okay, it's not that bad. Yeah. I can communicate. I can do certain things and I can get out of this. So, yeah, all of the above, there are a lot. And ultimately, it comes down to the relationship with themselves. Mm. Every single client, it has come down to the relationship they have with themselves. And what's the youngest client you've ever had and what's the oldest client? My youngest client, uh, 23. 23. Yeah, oldest 40, 40, 41? 40, yeah. Beautiful. Well, so there you go. That's reason for them to check out her podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cheeky plug. <laughs> that's the cheeky <laughs> plug right there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's we're going to have to try and wrap it up, mm-hmm. but we wanted to really thank you for, for being a part of our Thanks, episode. Guys. And I feel like this has been a, a great outcome and definitely part two coming by. Um, there's a lot of things we want to talk about. Um, there's a lot of feedback we want to hear from you guys, certain topics you want us to talk about. Um, for now, any, any final plugs you want to give to yourself, any big shout outs you want to leave the people with any advice you want to give the people, you know, tell the people what they want to know. I'm going to say this with, uh, it might be a bit bold. It might be a bit, um, forward. But I know that a lot of your audiences, what are, what are the ages, 20? Uh, very uh, young, from like from 18 like to 18 23. Yeah. 18 yeah. to 23. Um, stop focusing on your outward relationships and focus on the relationship with yourself. And I mean that in a very serious way because a lot of us, especially when you get older, you look back on your 20s and think, damn, <sighs> man. why did I waste yeah. all that time? Oh, man. And that's a round of applause. (laughs) As always, guys, make sure you support each other and don't be a bad buzz.